Hello and welcome to Color Commentary. Today I have formerly Janice Yi, now Janice Tong, on the podcast with me today. And we're here to talk to you guys about our birth story from two years ago. I actually knew Janice growing up since youth group when we had something back in the day called Fuse. All the churches and the youth group pastors would kind of come together so that we can worship together and basically have events. I really liked that growing up. And I think that's how we first connected because she was the leader of her church and I was the leader of my church. And so we got to work in those ways. And the only thing I really knew about her, though, was that she had this amazing voice. Maybe she will sing for us on the podcast today. And while we've had connections here and there over the years, what actually brought us the closest in terms of hanging out with each other is actually motherhood. So I'm really grateful that this stage in life can bring us together in ways we didn't even expect. So our sons, Levi and Jaden, were born one day apart at the start of lockdown in Texas when the pandemic happened. While pregnancy, birth, healing, motherhood, all of it is definitely not easy whatsoever. I was convicted after my episode with Grace to make sure we also bring some maybe lighter stories or stories of quote, quote, more positive experiences as well so that we can just really um, reflect and allow this platform to be a place where all moms can share their stories. And so I'm really grateful that Janice was down to do this very last minute. And so right now we are two moms in Janice is already in her third trimester and I am about to enter mine because we are pregnant again at the same time. So excuse us in advance for the heavy breathing and as Janice said, lack of ability to say complete sentences. But with that further ado welcome janice hello hello hi it's thank good you for seeing coming. you and connecting again yes mm. how are you doing <laughs> good it's so funny because we're like sitting here pregnant and we're like what do we talk about what do we do like yeah we're, like, we're really just talking about our babies yeah i feel like all we talk about is our babies now yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's like you know, you talk about other things in the beginning, like work and whatever you're doing at the moment. But then when you're in motherhood, it's like all you talk about is kids yeah. and your babies. So. Do you like that? That's all you talk about? Sometimes, because even like when I go to church or, you know, anywhere else, a lot of people, they kind of, instead of like saying, how are you? Mm -hmm. They say, oh, what's Levi doing? Mm -hmm. Or how's Levi? Or mm -hmm. they just pay attention to Levi. So that was kind of a little bit of a, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm fine too. Thanks, yeah, guys, you yeah. know, but I'm used to it now, so. Yeah, and then when you're pregnant, then they're always like, oh, what does baby want to eat or yeah. something like that? I'm like, well, I'm hungry too. Or yeah. So yeah, yeah. I agree and empathize with you there. Mm -hmm. Since we are two years out of giving birth and baby amnesia i think is a real thing because oh, i yes. can't really recall it yes. i think it'll be good i think it'll be good to like kind of just share the lighthearted stories yeah, yeah, around yeah. it but i'll try to go first just to set it up for us um and so what we're gonna do is just share our birth stories and then reflect on motherhood as well and what we are looking forward to as we do prepare mm. for a second child so for me this was like the week before was like people were getting scared about the pandemic and then they just said that we can start working from home and so i was really excited because oh my gosh like i can finally work from home it's going to be so easy for a couple more weeks because Jaden wasn't due until march 26th and so the sunday of that weekend where we were all like oh my gosh we're gonna work from home matt and i were watching the dark night and like it was really like intense and gory it was a gory i don't know but i just remember like my stomach hurting and i was like man this really this movie got really got to me right and then it kept hurting and i was like oh 
I think this might be contractions. And so we call the doctor and then they're like, oh yeah, you should come in to check it out. And I was like, oh, I don't think it's actually like this probably the Braxton Hicks or something. I didn't think it was going to happen because it was 11 days earlier. But my doctor did say that I was already four centimeters dilated at my last checkup. And so she was like, it could happen sooner mm-hmm. than you think. And so I remember like, okay, I, wa- I was really hungry. So I remember I wanted to like get something to eat before we went there. But Matt was like, we shouldn't eat anything. And I was really mad afterwards because <laughs> I didn't get to eat anything for like 24 more hours after yeah. that because I ended up having a child, <laughs> right, right? right? And I also didn't want to deliver because my doctor was on spring break with her kids. And so I like really wanted to deliver on time so she could be the one that delivers me. But I knew that probably wouldn't happen since she said I was four centimeters dilated. Um, so we go in there and then... The scariest thing for me was actually the IV that they put in at the very really? beginning. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm like so scared of shots or like needles. Right. Like I'm definitely, so being pregnant, like you cannot avoid those anymore. And yeah. so that actually made me, I guess, stronger to that or like more brave. But then the IV, it's not on the, like they put it in your wrist, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so... And they missed it like three times. And then like, I was like crying from that. And so I was like, I can't do this. Like, Cause Matt and I were talking about if I should get an epidural. And it's not like I had this conviction to be like all natural or whatever like that. But I was like, I don't want a needle on my back, you know? Mm, and so- It's I, scary. Yeah, yeah. And so after the IV, I was like, I'm not doing an epidural. Like this was already like painful enough. And so we continue forward. And while I am dilated five centimeters by then, and my contractions were big enough where they were like, okay, you're going to- to be going into labor i was like oh okay crap so we went upstairs and then we just waited for a long time because after five centimeters i was kind of stuck at like seven to eight maybe for a while and um if you heard last episode it's 10 centimeters where that's when like you're ready and so they did the pitocin and for me i didn't have many expectations or like a birth plan i think some people do have like those preferences i like i'm very bad at the research part Mm -hmm. and so whatever they gave me i was okay with But as they kept coming in and out, the nurse was like, do you want the epidural? And I was like, well, I can't really feel any of these contractions, which I would like to shout out my very painful periods all throughout my upbringing. And if you know me, you guys know that my period cramps are like the worst thing in the world. And so I literally did not feel these contractions. And yeah, and so the nurse would be like, this is actually like a really big one, right? (laughs) And I was like, oh, it barely hurts, right? And so like, it was quite interesting. So I was like, I don't think I need the epidural. Like, I don't think I need the freaking needle, right? And so it was really good and stuff. But then as the contractions were getting worse, um, I actually was getting really bad back pain. And so then I was like, oh, maybe I should not be stubborn about a needle. I was like thinking about it. I was like, even if it's not the cramp part, there could be other parts of my body that could yeah. struggle. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I told Matt, I'm going to like hold his hand and like whatever. But they sent Matt out. Did they send Jarek out for the no. epidural? Mm-hmm. They made Matt go out. And so I was like crying. I was like, he was going to be my oh. like safety. But I guess like some people, they do that so that it doesn't distract the anesthesiologist from oh, doing maybe, it yeah. I, don't, I have no idea why because i heard other people use their husband so that was my plan if i right. did have to do it i would like pinch him till he yeah, you know like, yeah him. yeah <laughs> do whatever <laughs> i could to instill any sort of bane but he left but luckily it actually wasn't that bad so for those of you that are thinking about that part the epidural was actually quite fine you don't uh, really see it because yeah, they're behind you yeah. yeah and it's like thinner yeah than the 
what was the thing I was talking about earlier? IV? Yes, the, the IV. The IV is like smaller and thicker and you see it like going up and like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad. And if I fast forward, like when I was getting stitched up at the end, I was so grateful in that moment. Like I couldn't feel the stitching. And I remember thinking like, I'm so grateful I had gotten this epidural because right. it's not really just the contraction. It's like all these other Everything factors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically after that, you're just like numb and you're waiting. Basically it was a waiting game for us. I think they had to manually break my water too because mm-hmm. I was stuck. Mm-hmm. And so once they manually broke it, then they were ready to deliver. And so for the delivery part, um, he was like, oh, and I realized I am breathing hard now because we are pregnant. <laughs> it's oh, hard. Okay. <laughs> okay, so for the delivery, and I think I had like a resident doctor that was like checking in until the doctor came. So for the delivery portion of it, for me, he was like, okay, well, this is your first time. You're a first time mom. So this might take a while, right? And that's okay. I'm going to go check in on other stuff and then come back to you from time to time because you probably don't know how to push it or like things like that, whatever. And if you guys know me or if you don't know me, but only like heard of me, I think like for some reason, the reputation of being competitive is often said about me. After my birth story, I realized like that is absolutely me because I was like, okay, bring it. You know, I was like, uh-uh. I was like, so like not triggered in a bad but like it like unleashed something like motivated where I was like, you i'm gonna show you how good i can push <laughs> and so he was like okay so let me see your first push and it's okay and then i pushed really hard and he was like so yeah, he told like the medical student who was observing oh my gosh okay tell the other room i'll be there in like maybe like less than an hour but i'm gonna stay here because i think it's good. like this is the best push i've ever seen really no wow like, yeah like thank you thank you thank you <laughs> and so i was like and like, if you know, that like um, gave me more adrenaline to yeah. hear him say that. And so like, I kept pushing so, and I don't even know why the heck I was doing this, okay? But I was pushing so hard. And so like, I delivered in 30 minutes and I had that rush where like, Jaden like came onto me and it was just like this overwhelming feeling mm. and everything. And I guess in this sense, like the, not, the epidural didn't let me feel the pain, even though I felt the pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. And so this was in hindsight, like a really bad decision to push so hard because I had three tears and two of them were like the grade like a severe grade tear and I was like who told me to push so you know because if you like if you like push a little like I'm sure there's no strategy to how you push down there Mm -hmm. but if I pushed like to where my body felt comfortable and not like some weird competitive spirit just like being (laughs) unleashed then like I do feel like the recovery portion would have been maybe a little better which we'll talk about recovery later but I I remember being mad and I was like why and so like I think thinking about the next one I'm like I am not going to like push hard and just like be more mindful of of that yeah. portion of it but yeah so i think that was mainly my delivery story that i can remember as of now and i didn't have to wear masks yet because that, that's when they said no visitors yeah so, so i was sad about that but in hindsight that was also helpful since like that we didn't have to wear clothes and stuff yeah, like that's that true. <laughs> but yeah. i was grateful i didn't have to wear masks yet because i know at some point a lot of them had to wear masks when they deliver well i heard uh well my doctor said now they don't have to wear masks oh, okay okay yeah okay. and they, they don't have to do the covid test either so i was oh. kind of relieved yeah she said it's by practitioner and but for her she says she doesn't require it because then sometimes the husband can't come yeah if they have covid yeah oh i can't even imagine yeah um okay you go <laughs> yeah so actually mine's very similar but i pushed longer 
than uh, you do. You weren't competitive. I'm not competitive. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. But yeah, I mean, same thing with me though, because um, I'm kind of like extreme because I was working that day. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I was like, scheduled to get induced because uh, Levi oh, came you're, out. You were late. Yeah. Levi was actually set to be due before Jaden. Yeah, I think it was like March 13th. For you, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, so you were the full 40 plus yep. weeks. Oh and so gosh. like, I, so I kept working because mm. I was like, you know what? Like I need to finish, you know, my deadlines or whatever. Mm. And I feel good. So I'll just help them out. Mm. I don't know if that was the wisest thing to do because I feel like I should have just taken the days off and like, you know, just mm. rested. But I was literally sitting on a medicine ball. Like, so they let me work from home and then I was sitting on a medicine ball. I was having like contractions, like, you know, the Braxton hit and I was taking calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, moms are insane. And and so that day, like I kept feeling it and I was like, like you, like, oh, I don't know. This just feels like light and whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, probably because yeah. it's like near the end. And then uh, I took a shower that night. I was getting ready for bed and I was like, oof, <laughs> like oh. this is different. And then I just kept waiting and waiting and timing it. I looked at Jerk and I was like, it's time. <laughs> I was like, we gotta go. And Jerk was so funny because he was like, scatterbrain like he just was trying to pick up everything he's just like what do i do looking left and right <laughs> and i was like what are you doing let's go <laughs> we took our dog dropped him off on my mom's because she lives like two minutes from us and then when we dropped our dog off my mom was like holding my hands and she's mm. like you can do this you can do this and i was like okay thanks mom bye yeah so off we go to the hospital and then they were trying to see if i was actually ready to go in and get checked in and everything and so they finally okayed it doctor okayed it and Honestly, I just slept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, slept so much. But we got there like around 1 a.m. So we were already yeah, tired. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> planning not to get epidural. I think every mom's like that. They're like, I'm just going to do it natural. But then after like the first real contraction, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, excuse me, <laughs> please, I need my epidural. But then the funny thing was like, Jared was like, I think you should get it because like I know you and uh, you have really low pain tolerance. Mm. And I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> You know, and I was like, "Shut up!" He's like, "No, you shut up, and you get the epidural." And I was like, "No." But then after that first contraction or the second one, I was like, "Okay, call them, call them right now." And so after doing that, I just literally slept the whole time. Mm. It was like all day in labor, sleeping, and then I had one scare because I think due to the epidural, they couldn't find the baby's heartbeat, and then my blood pressure like dropped. And so I was sleeping All of a sudden The nurses come in And like They don't really tell you much When yeah, there's like An emergency yeah. And then they just got Like the oxygen mask Put it on me Got like the shot Put it through me And I was just sitting there Like in my mind I was like Lord please I, I, I don't know What's going on But please protect the baby yeah. and then the nurse was like she was such an OG like she mm-hmm. knew what she was doing and then she finally got under control found the baby's heartbeat and they're like okay you're fine mm-hmm. and I'm like you couldn't explain what's going on but I think it was like it was a kind of like a rush rush yeah. situation where they're like okay we can't find it the heartbeat and then mom's blood pressure's low go 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 it was kind of like that and so jared woke up and he was like confused and dazed and after that we just like woke up completely and then just kept waiting and then my doctor comes and she's like okay you're ready to push so i pushed for two hours yeah two hours because that's like t- 
tiring. Yeah. So like you don't really know how to push. You just kind of do what your body tells you to do. Yeah. But like I feel like nobody taught me to push from the bottom. I was pushing from my head. Oh. So what ended up happening was the veins in my face like popped <gasps> because I was pushing so hard. And so like after the delivery, there was like red stuff like all over my face. Oh my god! Yeah, because, and then a, a jerk was like telling me you need to push from the bottom, and so he was like, "Stop using your, your upper strength." And I was like, "I don't know how." <laughs> you know? Like I'm like dying. So two hours. Like I remember during those two hours, there's one point where I was just like laying there sweating, yeah. and like I was like, "I can't do this no more." And then the C-section doctor was ready to come in because what happened? What they said was my pelvic bone it was so narrow, and Levi's head was too big. His head kept going in and out. Oh, like the what are those called? Dingleberries or something? Ground <laughs> <laughs> talking? No, oh so like they would be like, oh, he's we see his head, but then he'll go back in. Yeah. Oh my god! And so they're like, okay, we might have to do a C-section. So the C-section doctor comes in. My doctor is there. The nurses are there. Once I saw that man, and I was like, who are you? They, they're like, oh, th- we might have to put you into surgery that's when i was like no uh, and i was so determined and i told the doctor i was like doctor i'm gonna push and she's like okay go for it and so everyone's like cheering me on the nurse is like cheering me on like i'm like running a marathon you know like they're so awesome yeah yeah shout out nurses yeah, seriously. seriously and like she was like go girl you got this and then i did one final push and then levi came out and it was like the most relieving feeling because it's like you know something stuck there Mm. and then finally came out and then they put him on me like and then i was just like so overwhelmed with emotions Mm. and then i remember asking like he kept crying and she was like stitching me up and he kept crying and i was like why is he crying so much and the doctor's like he's supposed to and i was like man i have no idea about children about babies (laughs) like i'm screwed and then like that's pretty much my birth story so like it, it it was really long but it wasn't difficult. Like we, I had yeah. a good doctor, a good team, and um, especially shout out to Jarek. He did such a good job. So yeah, I was really grateful that everything just went a okay. You yeah, know? and then I was healthy. Baby was healthy. So. Oh, we both had nighttime resting yeah. and then because I remember when I posted and then you go, oh my gosh, we just gave because we posted like the next day and yes. like, wait, we just gave birth. I was like, oh my gosh. Because oh. I remember what, during, I was on the bed in labor and then I saw your post and I was like, whoa, she <laughs> just had her baby. <laughs> like, what the heck? And so yeah. I was like, this is exciting. And literally, Levi was born the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even as you're sharing and reminding me, for me, it was like 9 p.m. till 12 p.m. the next day (sighs) and yeah i remember like the nurse was just such a steady and like strong presence and i think we we don't forget to shout them out but just want to shout them out yeah it, seriously like they're the ones that like give you that steadfastness i think that yeah. you need uh, obviously and your husband but but yeah. it's different because like our husbands don't like mm-hmm. do what they do right yeah and like matt's delivered babies before like oh. medical training like oh, not like gotcha yeah but that doesn't mean anything, you, know, you know like but also his wife yeah so uh, yeah it's so. very hyper <laughs> at that moment <laughs> yeah so i guess like shouting out husbands what are some things that if husbands were to listen to this as they also prepare to be there for their wives like what would be some things that you remember that were helpful on that lens like on the delivery day so i think like just them being there and like constantly trying to check up on you and see if you're okay and then also letting you rest yeah because i know some husbands they kind of do their own thing and like communicating with each other during that process is so important because it's scary for the mom 
you know mm-hmm. and the husbands have no idea mm-hmm. and we don't expect them to understand but to kind of have like i don't know what the english word is for like the nunchi yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. to have that and to know what your wife needs before she even tells you i think mm-hmm. that's like a number one thing but yeah. that's so hard to ask you know because yeah. they can't read our minds <laughs> so yeah. yeah but to be with us and to just give that support like like what i remember with jarek was like he watched the entire birth mm-hmm. like from the front like i was like why mm-hmm. like that's disgusting you know i don't even want to look at it but then he kept coming to my side and then he kept whispering in my ear you got mm-hmm. this you know he was just like championing me on and then he's saying i'm so proud of you mm-hmm. and like that kind of encouraged me to just keep going yeah. because i really wanted to give up during that two-hour push because at one point i was like i can't do this but he was like no no you got this he's almost coming out like you got this and then that's I feel like what him telling me. you how to push was like game changer yeah, yeah. <laughs> not from your head yeah <laughs> Oh, he's like, it's because you're pushing from the upper. And I'm like, how do you know, Dr. Tom? Yeah. <laughs> was it just Jarek with you guys? Yes. With you guys? Yeah. I forgot to mention that for me. So Matt got, no, well, both of us did not get any like um, leave type of stuff. Mm. And we can talk about that or not. But I, I was also working in the labor room because we weren't delivering and i didn't want to tell my boss that i was at the hospital yet so i like oh just checked them like my that was a, a toxic work environment so i was trying to do that but since matt was a resident he went to his rotation that morning because i wasn't happening so rachel Koo, she was a nursing student in the med center at that time so she because i was allowed two visitors but only two visitors like it couldn't change and mm. my parents couldn't come here in time for my mom to be the second visitor so my Rachel actually was like free that day which is like rare because oh, she was so nursing sweet of yeah. her. so she filmed it all oh. <laughs> um thank you she's a nursing student so it wasn't like weird like, for her, for yeah. her. <laughs> but like as we look back on it it was so true like what you were saying is like since she was kind of looking on that end like for me what was helpful was like normally both of us are more like others thinking or like serving in that aspect but like he was really by my side and like I don't think he got a chance to enjoy Jaden until after Mm, I did even mm -hmm. and I think like looking at those videos I was like oh like I don't think I realized that in the moment but that helped me get the peace I needed right and so so I think yeah for the men to realize just like how much you have to even if you're freaking out inside like just be be like fake it till you make it for yeah be calm yeah Yeah. because if they're freaking out I mean it's like okay you're not the one giving birth anyways so (laughs) but at the same time it's like so encouraging just to have that I guess that's what marriage is you know Mm -hmm. having a spouse you know that's continuing to be with you through every single season step Mm. in your life you know and then it it becomes a true testament whenever you're in that room together right and I don't know what else they would do but I've seen like on YouTube like dads would bring like their video games (laughs) and stuff like that that's true and I'm like oh okay well yeah because they're waiting the whole time but I think for me Jarek knows like I wouldn't really be happy if he did that Mm -hmm. so he kind of knew what my needs and wants were and he was just so good. And I was so like, I was like, this is why I married him. Like, he's so solid. Mm, yeah. Good I job, Jerry. I was so cringe. <laughs> good job for telling her to get the epidural. <laughs> no, know. you. He's like, I know you. <laughs> um, okay, so if we move on to when the epidural wears off. How was your body afterwards? So I've never got hit by an 18-wheeler, but that's but like, it feels like that. Yeah. It feels like you got in a really big car accident and then you're just like, you're just trying to heal. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so painful. And I like when I talk to my friends who don't have kids, they ask me about it. I tell them 100% it hurts. Yeah. I think postpartum recovery is worse. Well, for me, it yeah. was worse than the actual delivery. Yeah. 
yeah i had a second degree tear and i couldn't sit mm-hmm. and that's so painful so you're like caring for a newborn and you can't do basic things you yeah. know with your body yeah. it's so tough and like okay I, i'll only say blood once but there's just like so much of that coming oh out and you're like what the heck why is it like and we've had periods and stuff right. but it's just like oh my gosh what the but heck? it's like another level yeah. you know and then you have to like be careful and watch if they're ble- bleeding too much yeah. it's like you're bleeding a lot but then like how do you know that you're bleeding too much you know and yeah. it's just like you get kind of um for me i had a little bit of anxiety because i was in so much pain and i just didn't want to get worse mm-hmm. and i felt so horrible that i just was like kept thinking oh like this is what if like something bad happens because mm-hmm, of this you know and mm-hmm. i uh, i just i don't i did not enjoy that mm-hmm. yeah that part of the whole process because then the baby's crying right next to you too right. and then you have to and then you're breastfeeding oh my god and that's that another was, story yeah like i okay so they put they put the baby on you in the delivery room right mm-hmm. for, for me that was we're like okay let's have him try to like breastfeed and so i was like okay like and i was like all high off of just like right. joy or whatever <laughs> and he's like breastfeeding or feeding and i was like oh this is so magical but apparently he wasn't getting anything and like mm. it was just like <laughs> it was just like he was sucking on the nipple and like yeah. i thought it was like working so easily but what he did was he actually tore my nipple already because oh my he wasn't getting it anyway so then it like just started like so breastfeeding basically was like every everything hurts in your yeah, body yeah, yeah yeah so i think we had to start doing formula uh supplements at the hospital because i think that's when my colostrum hadn't kicked in the initial breast stuff mm-hmm. and then that journey was probably very difficult for yeah. me yeah so when you, when did you guys from delivery until leaving the hospital were there any reflections on those two to whatever days that you guys were there how was levi and everything we had like a jaundice scare so we actually mm-hmm. st- for three days i know that's common in asian babies yeah so I same with us. Mm-hmm. okay yeah so anything you wanted to share on that end honestly like being at the hospital was felt like i was at a five-star hotel yeah right because <laughs> everyone checks up on you but it's kind of annoying too because you're trying to rest yeah. and they keep coming in but then once i i think there was just one night where uh i was in pain and then levi started crying mm-hmm. and then i looked at him and I was like, what do I do? Yeah. Do I pick him up? Or, you know, so I picked him up and then patted him down and then put him back down and he fell asleep. And I just kept staring at him. Like, it was just like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you stare at your child when they're sleeping, it's like the best feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like staring at him and that's when it clicked on me. Like, wow, this is my son. This is my child. And I don't know if I was scared in that moment, but... I, at the same time I was like this is a new thing for me you know and I think that's when I realized like my new life had begun mm. yeah and like Jarek was sleeping it was like late like I don't even remember what time it was like maybe 2-3 in the morning and then like at the hospital it seems like the babies like for me Levi didn't cry that much at the hospital like he was like very chill just like slept but then once we got home yeah it was like whoa what happened <laughs> to the baby I saw I knew yesterday you know? where'd that peaceful moment go yeah. like, that's my son and they usually like if something happens and nurses will come in yeah. and, they, and they're so good at just taking care of the babies and so it was like nice but then when you come home it's just you baby and daddy and that's it yeah. right and so i think that's one of the reflections i had was just like this is my new identity like this yeah. is a new season and there's no turning back like he can't go back and you meet, know? Right? <laughs> like i can't return him and so i think it hit me pretty hard that night yeah, mm. realizing that mm. yeah that moment i think i was ha- not happy not happy at all that he got 
the jaundice scare but that made us stay another day (laughs) i was so great well because like keep in mind right this is during the pandemic the start we're like what's happening in this world like something is happening that's like really scary Mm -hmm. we were allowed to have guests now we're not just like things like that we're starting to be scared people are dying and i was like fear like i was really full of anxiety i think in general right we get a wave of anxiety but it was like also masked with the pandemic anxiety and so just like knowing we could stay one more day was like this really like grateful thing yeah because but he was also not oh i and i I think i like didn't research him i thought they take the babies to like a different room i i for some reason i thought that i didn't know that they stayed with you the whole time like from birth for some reason we see it on tv like that right and so i was like oh wait what like they're coming right (laughs) and not that i wasn't against it but i was like i really need some rest because like we were overnight for the delivery and i was like i really would like some sleep and i think like for matt like he was so like steady and present but then i think you know when it's like done the delivery they're also like oh my gosh thank goodness you know and he like was tired too so like when the baby would cry i'm like i can't move my body hurts but matt's also really tired and i was like why is the baby in here i thought in the movies like they take (laughs) care of them or something Um, actually someone should address that because that is true right yeah i think in korea too they take the yeah i don't know i remember being really shocked and obviously like it wasn't a bad thing like you're as a mom you're like oh yeah i get to be with my child from the start yeah but in my mind i for some reason just expected that and so yeah just news flash in america at least it's not that yeah, way so tv just, <laughs> tv's all fake yeah seriously um all of that um that was interesting i think it would have been nice to have had like another like in hindsight i do hope that like it doesn't have to be two of the same people visiting or something like that where it would be helpful for Matt, I think, to have like an extra person mm. because I think I would need an extra person, which is Matt. But I think if like it's like a mom or like a family member and not necessarily like a stranger. Right. I, it could be helpful. So that's something I, I do hope would also be allowed. I don't know any of that right and now. And the upcoming, yeah, yeah. delivery. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then with that, oh, oh, so some things I wanted to like share for people who are expecting is like, I remember, so recovery when you get home, um, some things that were really helpful, and this is kind of like for your down there healing Mm -hmm. is like, so for the recovery part, some things that were really helpful is dermoplast, which is the that's the thing oh the spray yeah so that's like, i love that spray after you pee you spray that stuff yes. or poop or whatever like which it's so hard to poop too oh you have to take like pills to poop oh, to God. make sure like it comes out right nicely that's like number two delivery yeah oh my gosh oh my god okay and so dermoplast and then um no 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 it goes to, oh you pee then you peri bottle you use yeah the you like bottle. rinse it out yeah. with water yeah. and then i think the dermoplast is kind of like to like cool it off yes and then you can get tucks those tucks oh, i love tucks uh-huh. and then you put that like on your underwear yes like or the or the nursing the thick pad. yeah like your <laughs> bigger than your period pads yes. but like the, those pads and so then that's like how it kind of like can rela- relax until the next time you have to go and stuff like that so that's a helpful kind of like step by step of what that recovery part looks like and then every day you should be doing like a few sit spats where you put your you sit on like really warm water yeah. and like kind of let your stuff also like get better yeah 
So I think those things were like very like I did not expect any of that stuff. And so that's and you don't have to like sneak it in. You know, you can obviously just say, can I have more of this, please? And just right. like pack it in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. But even still, like there was like this kind of fun and just like sneaking all the yeah, we, stuff. We, we like snuck in like the mats and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just take it. Yeah. We might need it. How long did your recovery period physically actually take you know someone asked me this last week and i told them it was like six weeks mm, me too right yeah but i was like that sounds so long yeah my but my friend six, had said right? like four yeah so, so i was like mad six. that yeah. i was at six i was like you told me four where right. why am i at six but it depends i guess on obviously like your tears and all of that but i feel like it was a really long time yeah well it sounds so it sounds like you the actual part where it was delivering was like short in the sense of like so the tear also seems like very like yeah in that way because Mm -hmm. i also had the bigger grade tears and i was mad because it was like me trying to be too fast but based on your tear grades could be how much longer it is it could be yeah because i know c-section moms it takes them like yeah i think like six to Maybe even longer, eight weeks or I just something. Right? Interviewed Grace, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine who did C-section, and hers took ten weeks. And I think it's the longer end of the C-section side, but it was a very long wow. time. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of like to know that you love this child, you're in, in love with everything about this identity at this time, and like wanting to love and protect them. But there is going to be frustration because like your body is really limited, yeah. and you're figuring out breastfeeding, you're figuring out other things, and then you're 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 feeling stuff come out of your boobs, and you're down there because you're still healing. Um, but then you forget about it because right now I think about it. And it doesn't scare me, but it's gonna it's gonna happen again. I mean, even like if I asked, I, I would ask my mom about anything, right? Like yeah. birth, whatever. Yeah. She doesn't remember. Yeah. Like, How do you? It's like so painful. It's such a like a kind of like almost traumatizing. But I guess it's because you go through that experience, and it's part of human like you know life. Yeah. And it's just crazy how resilient and awesome yeah. our bodies are yeah. Yeah. even like with certain my mom would be like you guys were all good sleepers you guys were all good <laughs> eaters no i was like way. i guarantee you we were not <laughs> there's you know? no way but that's all you remember and i'm like i need to write down how bad of a sleeper Jaden was <laughs> like and not to like tell him later he can't help it that's just him developing but just because it's like it was not all butterflies and sunshine yeah. and whatever yep okay so i guess going past the story and the healing what was the hardest transition for you as you like you said you saw levi you're like this is my son this is my new identity and with new identities comes what does that look like and so what was difficult um definitely managing my emotions like regulating Mm -hmm. that um because first of all your hormones are out of whack during Mm -hmm. that period but then even after you're done with postpartum the emotions are still like it's just crazy mm-hmm. and you're still tired you're still figuring out like what triggers you what you know it, it's just like a crazy time and i think for me like my emotions sometimes got to me and i maybe it was harder because we didn't have like a lot of help outside mm-hmm. like my mom lives two minutes three minutes from us mm-hmm. but she was so scared because of the pandemic yeah, the covid yeah. that she didn't come by like they would just drop off food at the uh, door see him from the door 
Yeah, and then they would um, go back home, and so it killed them to not be able to hold their grandson, and then it killed me because I didn't have that extra support, and I think I was just like so overwhelmed during that period. Yeah, I I don't know how us pandemic moms did it. Yeah, there had to be some kind of grace over us, but um, I I didn't really enjoy it because I'm like like you, I'm such a family person. Yeah. And so obviously I wanted my mom to come and like take care of me and then take care of, you know, Levi and hold him and stuff. And he, they didn't get to hold him till like after maybe two months, three months. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's how scared they were. And if they visited us, they would wear like masks and gloves. Like that, that's how scared like they scared were. scared for Levi. Yes, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to get him sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, he's the first grandson, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and then even Jarek's mom was like, she was like, I want to hold him, but I don't want to risk it. It was like mm. kind of that. And this is when we didn't have much education or knowledge about right. COVID. Um, they were a little, we were a little bit extreme in that. I felt like I would have been fine if they just did it, but then they, they weren't okay. Yeah. And I think the older generation was a little bit like, cause it was affecting their age, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So that was a really tough part for me, um, navigating motherhood with Levi and yeah, I, I can't really remember much after that, but I just know <laughs> that it was all emotion, like emotional roller coaster for me during those like first first six months or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four yeah. Are you naturally an emotional person or was this like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to handle all these I think emotions. after I became a mom, I became more emotional. But before that, I think I am more of a I think with my emotions rather than with my like mm-hmm. head. Yeah, I'm more of like a heart person. And so when you mix the crazy hormones yeah. along with postpartum and all of that, you know, anxiety about COVID, I think it just kind of made me more overwhelmed. So there were times where I had to, I would sit in our backyard in the sun and just soak. And that helped me a lot, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being cooped up in the house, because mm-hmm. um, during the time like we couldn't go anywhere yeah. right and yeah. especially when you have a newborn like you don't really want to take him out during covid um so we were stuck at home like every single day 24 7 could even go to church could even do any of the regular activities and so i think it really affected me mentally during yeah. that time what about some good things you felt yourself transform into because of motherhood so because i didn't have my mom and the extra help i saw that a side of me that was like, I can do it. Mm-mm. You know, I'm strong enough to do it. And to push through all of that anxiety and to push through all of that hardship and difficulty and to really trust in myself, even mm. though I don't know what the heck I am doing with this child, I think it showed me that I am brave and I am courageous and I can do it. And mm. um, I know there's a lot of people who don't have family helping out, right? you can do it. And I think uh, you just have to believe in yourself and just push through it. But obviously, if you need the help, you gotta ask for the help. And I don't know, like I was thinking about this today, like on social media, everyone seems so put together, right? Like motherhood. And if you show any signs of weakness, people are gonna think you're a bad mom. That's all a lie. We're weak people, but there's grace and there's also like, there's like something in us that just comes out as mothers and we gotta, we gotta tap into that, you know, and trust in yourself to know that, you know, even though you don't think you know what you're doing, you can do it. You just got to try. And then if you really can't do it, don't be scared to ask for help. Mm. You don't have to look perfect. You don't have to look like got it all down. You're a new mom. Ask for help. 
yeah yeah and i some women have that like they, they just don't want to ask for help because they don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing yeah you shouldn't know what you're doing it's the first you're a first time mom seriously yeah that's true but then there's also that thing where you ask your mom and then they like you know lecture you or like tell you like well you should do a b and c and you're like okay yeah one of the things i wrote was that the hardest transition was like wanting to please I guess my mom more mm. than my dad because my mom's the one that really did it. Like back right, then, right? It was right. really just the moms. Mm-hmm. But then also like versus Matt, who also had a lot of preferences for raising or like doing the early newborn stuff that yeah. were very different, like Eastern Western kind of culture different. And rather than like, like you're saying like for you because you almost didn't have that you were able to empower yourself i think i was so busy and as an enneagram too like very people pleasing or people centered and so like that was a lot of my focus and that's not like anyone's fault but my own in the sense that they're just sharing what they want and i don't know what i want and i just want to please everybody but they're all like saying different things and then like i think for me was like having to ask myself well what do you want what is something that you feel is right and like having to trust your own convictions because yeah you do feel that transformation of like mothers know what to do for their child the best like no matter what anyone else says like you know the best for your child Mm -hmm. and so i think having to like believe in myself is something i'm still working on but definitely a process that did start then and i think for me as well like mental load was not a easy thing for me in terms of like how to make suddenly all these decisions for another human being yes and so in general i like to be the helper of like oh what do you want okay let me let me make that happen but like when you have to like kind of be the executive decision maker it was like oh my gosh like (laughs) what if this decision sucks or stuff so like just like having to be okay with failure i guess but not like it's not a failure but like having to be okay with that word yeah um so that you can you can grow because I think some of the things I realized I love problem solving and so like every day I would think about what happened and then like even with Jaden's sleep it just always felt like something I was like oh I know how to do it. like kind of like work with that and so I agree with you before we go on to the second child what are your three favorite memories from being Levi's mom oh my gosh I had to think long and hard yeah, because I literally I remember <laughs> yeah like I spent like literally 24 yeah. 7 like every single day with him and there's like, like I have like 14,000 pictures on my phone mm-hmm. right and like all of those are like obviously memories but I was like okay what are the three what are some things that like stick out to me well number one was the one I shared earlier about staring yeah in, you know at him and feeling like this overwhelming love and then oh um we took a trip last summer with my mom and my sisters and so my side of the family and with Levi and Jarek and I absolutely love that trip because oh, like to some cabin or we went to Broken Bow, okay, Oklahoma. Okay, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. Like, you know, it's hard to travel with a child, mm-hmm. and so we were like, okay, let's just go to Oklahoma. It should be fine. He watched Kokomo the entire way there <laughs> and back, and we just had so much fun just having family time and eating together, and then just seeing Levi bond with my parents. Mm. Like, that was it. Was so heartwarming to see that and then this one is a really kind of a sad one but um one of my favorite memories that i remember is when he got his maybe first or second set of shots for when Mm. he was born you know like sometimes um babies can get fevers they don't feel good he was crying so much when we got home and i was kind of worried i didn't know what to do so i just laid on our couch in the living room in the dark and he was just on top of me and he slept on me for three hours and Mm. i slept with him 
and I was like, I I just want him to feel com- com- you know comforted. And I don't know for some reason that memory stood out to me when I was thinking about it. Maybe because it was a bonding moment, and to think that Levi felt safe and comforted, and that made me feel like okay, like I'm protecting my cub, you know, <laughs> this is my baby. And yeah, I, I hate shots. I hate seeing yeah, them get the shots, I but know. they got it. I don't know. It was just so sad, but I enjoy that moment with him, you know. I echo you in the in the sickness, like last December, Jaden got like a stomach bug or something and he threw up like so many times oh on gosh. his, on the bed. Yeah. I like went into the mode of like, we got, we have this and then like, we're going to get over it together. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? And I think Matt was also freaking out. And later he was like, thanks for like keeping it cool for us. You yeah. know? And, like, and I think just like him in that state though, right. It's that comfort. It's that trust. It's that him like knowing right now, like you're the one that he would go to for those things. But yeah, in general, just like seeing them develop and like grow and learn every day and they like, see those light bulbs and their personalities. Seriously. Like they're so lucky. Cause like our phones are like, yeah, we, we could, we can like literally record everything take pictures right and they can go back and look at it but then like us like it's like the old school cameras you know we well, just have we like don't even have the vhs yeah. to put it in anymore like if we have it you have to you know like there's <laughs> you have no to DVDs pay to like, trans, like yeah yeah so i think it's, it's like it seems like every day is a memory because like literally if they do something small you're like oh my gosh like it's so cute <laughs> they send it to everybody <laughs> okay so now that we are both preparing for a second which is kind of crazy that this time it's not a day apart it's a month apart yeah <laughs> um hopefully as long as both of ours goes smoothly it'll stay a month apart um but what are some things that have been the same or different with this pregnancy i guess you can also talk about your first pregnancy by comparing it to the second yeah so first pregnancy i feel like it was pretty easy for me like i think it's because i was like legit working in a like office setting then so i was like forced to like had to get up and move but then obviously the morning sickness and nausea in the office was the worst mm. because you also don't want to show your boss and co-workers that you're pregnant right mm. like you have to tell that's them like the secret time yeah you have to it's tell so them it's so stupid yeah. and kind of messed up so i was kind of like very very active with my first pregnancy and just didn't have a problem i was also pregnant during like the cold seasons right we yes, were pregnant in cold seasons yes, yes. so all we did was wear like oversized sweaters uh-huh, and stuff and like leggings. that yeah but then this one is like it's hot okay like texas is like over 100 degrees right now and it's like so annoying and um my first trimester compared to my last one was horrible like i Mm. had so much morning sickness and nausea and i legit was like i think i'm having a girl right i was about to say maybe that was yeah and even the doctors will be like that's not true yeah but then it's so weird because uh when i found out like i took the test for pregnancy Mm -hmm. and i found out like even with levi like i had the instinct like this is a boy this is a girl and i was right both times Mm. yeah so after this pregnancy the third trimester is i'm starting to feel the fatigue exhaustion it's it's different and i don't know if the heat has anything to do with it or maybe navigating it with a toddler maybe that's why it's definitely harder just because there is a toddler who does not rest yeah who does not rest and like from the morning it's like he's like hi good morning and (laughs) he's running around and i'm just like can i just lay in bed like i'm like huge and um that's probably the biggest thing it's just 
you're literally pregnant raising a human inside you and you're raising a human outside of you yeah that's true it's that's another level yeah yeah i would echo that since i was also in the office also keeping a secret yeah also during the winter time like all these things because like number one thing is like i just feel nasty all the time i feel sweaty all the time like and i i just like my leggings or stuff because i don't have as many dresses i guess oh my god but now i just want to live in dresses yeah because the leggings are so sticky and it's not the same as but i don't want to buy more maternity clothes because i don't know if we want another waste of money but matt would really really like to be done after this so i was like if we were open to maybe trying for a third then like exactly what yeah, I said then I would buy more stuff but like it really would be a way yeah. yeah anyway so so yeah and then like shift over and now it's like I know there are pros to being able to be at home at this time as well but at the same time like being with a toddler and like you don't have time to even be tired when you have that major fatigue and yeah. like you're not sure if it's mom fatigue or pregnant fatigue or like all these different things i'm not gonna lie today i had a rough morning with levi he threw mm. like the biggest tantrum in the car for god knows what reason and um i got legit angry yeah okay? and i don't like yelling i don't yeah. want to yeah. and i ended up yelling at him and then i was like this is the hormones mm-hmm. like and it happens yeah. and so i just turned around and i just said i'm so sorry, sorry. you yeah. know i still love you i shouldn't have yelled at you even when i'm angry and then we came home i was so tired from that that yeah. i was like levi mommy has to sleep <laughs> and so i laid in the bed and i don't even know what he was doing like he was look watching blippy and then playing with his shout out to blippy though seriously with you your mvp but then um he was like playing by himself and then i like opened my eyes after a little bit i don't even know how long and he was sleeping right next to me you know and i was like thank you thank you lord you know because it's rare you know because like they're demanding yeah you know and but he let me sleep today so i was like oh i should try that (laughs) but i i didn't realize like he was so independent and playing by himself until Mm. like i like you have to also give give them that that space to be independent yeah Yeah. which is hard it's really hard because like when i was first trying to nap he'd be like mom 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 and i was like levi please i'm trying to sleep please i'm really tired five minutes and then we ended up sleeping like two hours yeah and i really needed it because i was tired like that the pregnancy tiredness was really um hitting me hard so yeah he's so sweet i was like wow he let me sleep for two hours today yeah but it's rare because like toddlers aren't like that i had like nausea but i never had throwing up from morning sickness wise Um, but nausea in itself yeah yeah. so i always feel like i have to like say it quietly since i know there's a lot of people that throw up a lot Mm -hmm. but it still felt stuck all the time you know yeah but that's why i also was like i'm having another boy yeah Um, but like for me one of the scarier things for Jaden was scary because i spotted a lot first trimester which is just like anxious as like a new mom you're like what does this mean yeah it's bleeding but you know they're always like it's okay but then a 13 or 14 weeks with Jaden, i was traveling to new york and i did a very easy hike but after that i had like blood gush oh my god so if you have gush it's yeah. supposed to like my doctor kept saying spotting is fine if it's gush then we're scared and i was like it's gush and i started crying in the bathroom in like a brewery with my sister and i was like freaking out we had no cell service and so we had to 
drive to like 30 minutes to the nearest ER and like get it checked. And thankfully everything was healthy. He was fine. Wow. So I was so confused. Like what was that? Um, in hindsight, it was like a nice moment because my mom and my sister got to see him on the ultrasound. And so I was really grateful for that. But that happened again for this kid in April, same time, like this time, maybe like 13 weeks or after first trimester. And you're supposed to be like in the clear after that or whatever. I was in Dallas actually. Well, we were actually house shopping it was actually in the house that we bought like she was talking about our realtor was talking about some details in this house and i was like i love this house and i was just like so happy that's mad this is the one it's way over her budget but it's the one or whatever right. and then i felt like something come down right wow and so i was like oh this is not like because you know you can have tmi like discharge or stuff like that right. that happened and i went to the bathroom and i saw blood and i was like oh my gosh, I started crying and I was like, it's happening again. But I think thankfully your second time around, you're not quick to jump to like the worst case scenario, I guess. That's true. And so we, same thing, went to, had to go ER because we weren't at home again and they checked and everything was fine. But it's interesting how like the same timing of the same incident for both pregnancies happened for me. And then I also had like a diagnosis of, of something wrong with my umbilical cord for this one. Wow. But then at my 20 week, they like canceled it but for two months it was like very anxious it was like this really like you have a high-risk pregnancy and it's not going to be really good. yeah and so i was freaking out i was like i and so they're like you're probably gonna have to have a c-section if it comes early and i was like i don't know like me being just like i thought i was gonna redeem my birth and not have tears because i'm gonna have like a longer <laughs> you know like be careful with my v vaginal stuff but so i was just like mad but anyway so like i know you had also shared with your pregnancy like similar things mm -hmm. in the sense of the I guess if you want to share, I don't know, like similarities and the differences between that, like your GD, is it GD? Yeah. So I have gestational diabetes and I had it with Levi and I got diagnosed again a week and a half ago. So basically I just have to watch my diet and mm. make sure I'm not eating like the pregnancy cravings. Yeah, stuff. That's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Especially when you, not saying it would be easier one way or the other, but when you do have a toddler, you don't have time to create the healthy foods. Right. I don't know how you do that. I don't know either. There's no time in the day to eat healthy. But, like my, my personality is like, I still cook dinner and mm. I make meals and stuff and I eat naturally, I kind of eat healthy or healthier than so you can't the have average. Pot. Yeah, so I can't have like white rice. Oh yeah, gosh. so anything that's like flour, like gluten, like all of that, you can have it in moderation, but it's recommended not. So you have to switch it up for like, you know, the brown rice, the wheat bread. Like So do Levi and Jarek also eat healthy no, now? No, I make them separate. <gasps> stuff yeah isn't that nice for them you, yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah because jerk he loves his white rice yeah he's so unhealthy for him but i'm i'm not that mean to be like you have to you yeah, know, yeah, eat yeah, with yeah. me so that's been kind of tough too because like the first time i remember crying about it and one thing is a lot of women think it's their fault yeah. for getting it it's not yeah it's just so many factors that go into it and you can have it for one pregnancy and not the other i just kind of knew i was gonna have it with the second one and so when I got the like you have it I was like great like yeah. this sucks because I have to do the not, not insulin but I have to check my prick my finger check my blood like it, it's oh. like that like you're literally 
a diabetic patient. And so if you're not careful, then, you know, it can go like the placenta gets involved in it, the baby's health gets involved in it. And then they even have to check the baby's sugar levels after birth. Mm -hmm. Like, and then your baby can also develop um, diabetes too growing up. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a lot of things you have to be careful about. But because you know you have a living child inside of you, you're willing to do it. You are diligent about it. Yeah, you have to. It's not like you're just going on a diet for yourself. Yeah, but sometimes I hope my doctor doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, I know her name. I'm going to send it to her. (laughs) So like she would be like, okay, Janice, you know, work on your numbers a little bit. And I'd be like, okay. And then right after I go with Jajang. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. Like, you know, once in a while, yeah. it's okay. But um, you have to be very diligent with this uh, when you're diagnosed with GD. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's helpful because since there are these potential scares and people do have those, like, oh, what about this? What about that? Like, yeah. for GD, if someone has that, like, you know, one, they're at ease knowing it's not their fault. Um, mm-hmm. And that's good that you preface that. But also just um, letting people know what are some of the things that are there. And that we still consider a good pregnancy overall, yeah. right? Compared to other people who have a lot of other things as well. So yeah. are there things you are anxious about for the second child? Oh, there's so many things I'm anxious yeah, about. Yeah, that's a very stupid, not a stupid question. But are there no, things? No, it's not. Because how many things are you anxious <laughs> yeah, about? How many things? Can we say all of them? Well, uh, number one, I think it's like navigating between going from one to two kid. Yeah. It's like, am I able to love Levi? Yeah. Right? And like I asked number like, one, I asked seasoned moms that question. They're like, it's you can. They're like, it's a different love, and you'll give fully to both. But I mean, we only have one child, so we only know what it's like. And then to add another, it's like I don't want to like make him feel jealous yeah. or you know like feel like he doesn't have enough attention. And so uh, I read, I saw this YouTube vlog. Um, the it's Judy's life. Um, okay, it's family. They have like five girls. Oh my god! Yeah, they just had like their fifth or sixth child. I don't remember, but they're all girls girls and um the dad actually shared something about this and he said um the toughest part is obviously balancing everything in life but to also have that one-on-one time with each kid and that's what i realized like oh i just need to be intentional to spend one-on-one time with levi also my husband and this newborn but then you think about that and you're like oh my gosh how i can barely do that with one child and one husband exactly (laughs) And so um, that's my one of my anxieties. And the second one is it's just I think like from having a boy to a girl. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you think about when the girls are older. I could like I don't want to be too like old fashioned, but like I've seen what girls have done in my past, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh oh, <laughs> like I hope she's like a good kid, right? Or like makes the right decisions. But you can say it with anything with mm. a boy and a girl. But for girls, like I don't know, like I just feel. Jarek's gonna have a hard time with the Yeah, girl. his heart is gonna get wrecked. <laughs> yes. And so I have like kind of a little bit of anxiety in that. And then just also the balancing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We're already so busy right now. Mm-hmm. How are we gonna add another child to this? And then, you know, the everyday like finances, yeah, like, inflation. And then like we're sending Levi to uh daycare or pre-K for two days a week, um, starting August. And that's just another cost, right? And it's just to be real, like it kids are expensive. And um, now we're adding another one. It's like, Lord, please provide, you know. And I don't want to say I have anxiety in that, but I do have a little bit of that back, like worry, like I will be okay, or like what are we gonna do? So yeah. So, but you work too. 
when do I you do. so when do you i my work is so flexible okay so um i work for a non-profit and just like you like yeah. we both work non-profit but yeah. basically oh my gosh and it's like <laughs> the same okay. are you me Seriously? am i you <laughs> and our husbands are enneagram nines <laughs> <laughs> and they're not fully korean either yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. but jarek is probably more korean <laughs> yeah. jarek knows like the randomest korean words like <sighs> anyways yeah so i work i just have to get like deadlines things done mm. yeah and if i get them done i get them done but mm. my nonprofit, we are humanitarian aid medical nonprofit for north korea mm. so north korea is closed so there's not much going on yeah mm. other than just like making um like creating awareness and i guess like the fundraising all of that mm. i quit 7-eleven because during the uh, pandemic and they yeah. were trying to get me back in and i was like i don't want to risk anything with right. my newborn with covid and they were this uh, like another yeah. toxic situation i feel like we can do like a separate podcast yeah. on this right yeah like, can we just make this to janice <laughs> and <just> show <laughs> but it's like it was horrible and i quit yeah. on them i was like i'm sorry i can't yeah. like like my family my baby's more important than you guys and then like a couple months later like they just i got connected to this nonprofit, and then mm. yeah so it's enough for like groceries and stuff so yeah. why not yeah and it's a good purpose because at the time i was praying i was like lord i literally am just staying at home with a newborn i feel like i'm not really serving you because we weren't going to church at that time yeah. and i i prayed i was like lord help me to serve you in my house and then mm. he brought this nonprofit to me and it's like amazing people amazing purpose mm. and that's when I was like, maybe this is the reason why I had to quit yeah. 7-Eleven. Yeah, I think in general, it's not that these kids don't bring us such great purpose, right? But I struggle with that a lot is when I had to quit because of all of the th stuff that was happening and yeah. like wanting to seek a purpose that, not that it's greater than my child, but something that I know is like a calling of me and mm -hmm. my identity, not just my identity as a mom. So right. even just hearing you get connected in that way after leaving the toxic space is like a huge praise report. So that's really cool. That, yeah, it's and I cannot be grateful enough because I shouldn't have dropped name dropped <laughs> my company, <laughs> but the, the department <laughs> I was in, they weren't really, um, they were great to me during my pregnancy and everything. I really appreciated that, but the way they kind of manage and handle things, um, I think in any corporate setting, mm. if they don't have like their values and stuff yeah. on point and principles, it brings stress, more stress to you and your family. And you have to kind of choose my family or is it work? Yeah, you know and obviously i'm gonna choose my child so yeah. i have no regrets sometimes i miss the corporate life yeah. you know um but the first three years of spending time with levi is so special and sacred that i don't have re any regrets mm. but then i also am so what's that i like honor a lot of moms who do work yeah yeah and yeah. have their kids you know go to daycare or whatever like that's hard in itself and like they're doing two things you know yeah so it's just hard being a, a woman. <laughs> I know. We're going to start Jaden in like a real, because he does like a ajuma home. Or I, cause yes, I, yeah. And like, yes. I love it so much. It's like a family and mm. stuff like that. And in Dallas, in McKinney area, we don't have that option. And so we're doing a like a daycare type thing and i think i keep thinking about september and like sending him there and like grieving it like there is the financial part where i'm like okay we like i know matt's the doctor he's gonna make a lot of money soon guys okay right. but right now we're still <laughs> in a lot of debt and we got a house uh, which we're great very grateful for but you know like yeah. a lot of financial anxiety but aside from that it's like 
thinking that starting September, like I won't have like that same time. And I, we're doing September so he doesn't feel replaced, right? Because mm. if we started in October, he could feel like, oh, it's because of a chat. Like it's right. because of this. And it gives him time to adjust. Right, yeah. right. Because mm-hmm. he could get sick. He could not like it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. But yeah, in that sense, just like thinking about like every time I have these like precious moments with him, I also like get really sad. Yeah. Because I'm like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like, this is my last. I only have a few more. Oh, I'm getting like, you know, like you then like and like I I just feel like both of us have such like and every mom does right but like I do like we have such a special bond with our sons and so it's just like thinking about that transition and like we're their whole world and then just like naturally they're not that they're gonna detach but they're gonna see this other kid and like I'm so worried about that like that's so when our number one worry is not yet for the the child in our womb yet but it it really is for like our firstborn love and we're gonna love the second one just as much but I don't know that yeah you right. know like, and even the attention we had for i i still talk to my child like in the womb but it's like different from the the attention i could do for Jaden when he was in the womb yeah. so even sometimes like oh but then i'm not loving this child enough <laughs> i don't know anyways uh oh man the anxiety needs to go away yeah. but i did i never felt like unloved from my parents who had three right you, you guys had three girls, yeah i have right? two sisters yeah so i don't know i can't speak for my sisters but <laughs> i feel like i was pretty loved by my mom yeah, at least yeah, yeah. but i still do feel loved by my mom but i don't know but you don't really remember right right, right. so i know in hindsight it's like not a big deal right. but because you're like it's like I your know. son you know, know. <laughs> yeah oh but you're getting you have your daughter I, know, I told Jarek, I was like, Jarek, do not forget about Levi because Jarek yeah. has always wanted a daughter. And he finally, he's from two sons. Right? One son. But then his whole side of the family, they're mostly guys. guys. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so everyone was like super excited. And uh, and then my family was all excited about, you know, having a boy. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys are all Yeah. <laughs> but then I tell Jarek, I'm like, do not forget about Levi. He's like, I'm not going to. And I'm like, I'm watching you. <laughs> you better not forget about him. Yeah. yeah. What are top three reflections in motherhood thus far? Oh my gosh. I think the biggest one is like, when you become a mom, you kind of wonder why you are the way you are. Yeah. And it all comes down, like it's rooted in your childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're navigating motherhood, but also trying to get healing from your past trauma and hurts. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, oh, so this is the reason why I'm like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Like today, why did I get so angry, right? But obviously, like if you're overwhelmed and emotions are high, you're gonna get angry and stuff. But it's like, why why is my first thought to yell? Right. Mm. Or why is my first thought to be to uh, self-pity and mm. like, you know, like all that kind of stuff. I think like my reflection on that was I need to work on myself yeah. more. Yes. A lot of moms naturally get the mom guilt and they feel like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, spend time for myself or do something that makes me feel good or healed whatever you got to do it you got to make the time um figure out how you can get that healing that you need therapy or speaking to a friend or sharing with your husband whatever it is you got to let it out because if you're not healthy mentally and in your heart you're not going to be a healthy parent and then that also produces unhealthy children yeah right If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode, is here for you. BetterHelp offers a broad range of over 20,000 licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. 
Plus, you can get 10% off your first month with my code, betterhelp.com slash Kohler. With BetterHelp, you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience, and all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs before getting matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. As a mom constantly working around Jaden's toddler schedule, having my weekly therapy online has been a complete game changer and a huge reason why I have made big steps to better my mental health for myself and for my family. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Don't forget to use my code to get that 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kohler. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kohler. Not to bring shade to my parents. Yeah. They're immigrants. They had a hard life, still kind of do. And I think a lot of ways that they dealt with things kind of just came on to me. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of grow up faster and become like a parent and take responsibility for myself. And so I think all of that started coming up, you mm-hmm. know, as I was raising Levi. And Levi's only two. Yeah. So can you imagine when they become like teenagers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a good point you made. It's not about like, like mom guilt itself, right? Like when people are like, oh, I don't feel good spending this much money on me or whatever. I, yeah. I get like a difference. Like self-care is still important, but like, I think the key word you're using is healing, right? Yeah. And like, especially when we come from intergenerational families, mm-hmm. like it's just so important to break certain cycles. And even if they're like subtle, they weren't intentional or things like that, like to meet those now or even before you have kids because yeah. that's even a better time. I also think it's, kind of important to sit down and talk with your spouse before you deliver right and be like this is how i was raised this is how Mm -hmm. i was punished and disciplined Mm -hmm. because it will bite you in the butt when you like your child is acting out and then you see the mom and dad have two different you know ways of disciplining or whatever and you butt heads in that moment it's it can strain your relationship too so i think like talking about that or any past trauma you know you have with your own family like you bring it up so that you can prevent the same cycles of happening i'm seeing that a lot in families like generationally like there's the same cycles the same things happening over and over again but then you have to be the person to stop it right? right you gotta be stand in the line and say no that's not happening for my children and their children so having that conversation with your spouse i think is incredibly important were you able to have that before Levi with Jarek or kind so of through? Throughout, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, and you don't really think about right. it, right? You don't realize yeah. you have all this stuff to do. Because with. you're like, you're just like excited. You're having your first yeah. child. Mm-hmm. But then you don't really talk about like, discipline and like you know because i didn't know levi was gonna be like this crazy right this crazy toddler <laughs> who um touches his boobs <laughs> oh yeah uh, before when she came levi um pooped his pants and kind of dug his hands and they brought it to me and i was like no <laughs> oh that's toddler God. life yeah, 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 they yeah. do crazy stuff so yeah we didn't talk about it but we actually had a fight like a month we never fight me yeah, and I mean, you and Jarek seem like happily ever after we forever like ever. never fight and we're always like good but mm. then after having a kid we started butting heads a little bit I remember uh, Levi was throwing this 
biggest tantrum. Jared got impatient and he's usually like very patient. Mm. So he was like fed up and he was like, go to your room. And I was Did like, Did he go to his room? No. He was like <laughs> screaming. I was like, he's not gonna listen to <laughs> you. Like, Obedient. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but then he but then I said I got mad at Jared. I was like, no, yeah. I'm gonna wait until he calms down. I remember this conversation so clearly. I was like, you don't even like read or like, <laughs> like look this stuff up. I'm always <laughs> looking at it. And then he's like, well, you, don't, you look like you don't know what you're doing. He walked out. He never said stuff like that to yeah. me. And I was like, I looked, I looked at him and I was like, uh huh. <laughs> like, you want to start this right now? So he walked out. We both calmed down yeah. and then we came back and we talked about it and we apologized. And I told him like, I shouldn't have gotten mad at you because yeah. I didn't explain to you the game plan. Yeah. I didn't communicate it. And then he was like, I shouldn't have said that to you. I was just angry in the moment. Like we saw like a different side of each other yeah. that day. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> who's this man I married? Not <laughs> 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 being dramatic. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cause I'm always, I always say that you don't even look at anything. <laughs> Cause you're constantly I'm always scrolling cra- that Instagram. Crap. Yeah. I'm like, and I have this plan, but yeah, the communication part is something that we also did not practice growing up. You know, like that's really, and like no shade to parents on that either. It's just like, that's so hard to have those. It was, commu- it yeah. was like you do something bad. The muck that came yeah. out, you know, like the, the like grab a wooden spoon. Seriously, but there was no like like conversation yeah. or like you know okay, love. hug each other. All right, yeah. done by like yeah yeah no resolution. Right, but there was the like, oh, okay. It's over now. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go back. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point if you can to kind of like talk about those because i know for us like i grew up with getting spanked and i don't think i resented it although Mm -hmm. i do think it can harm some kids right Uh but it didn't harm me i guess i was also a pretty good kid and i also thought it was fun like because if we got in trouble we would get spanked but sometimes we would also have to like raise our hands i just thought it was fun to get to do that with my brother and sister because we always had to do it all of us (laughs) if we all if one person was bad and so for me it was like a social thing right but like i wonder i should ask my brother and sister how they felt about yeah they might have a different perspective and my my brother is the boy so he could have gotten spanked more and things like that but Matt is 100% against spanking and for like he never experienced it himself and like his friends probably because he culturally didn't grow up around like Koreans who everyone was getting spanked so it was really hard for me to understand that because my parents did display it well in the sense of like or they tried to where like they tried to express the love after the spanking and like kind of share Christ's love through it too as best they could and I think I got the gist of it but i don't know if the rest of us picked it up that was something matt and i did have to talk about right because for me i was like i'm gonna bring that into my family yeah like, because i like, know and and then he's a psychiatrist so like it was like oh so it's even worse how are you married gonna, to a psychiatrist i know and i uh, sometimes when we have fights i'm like you're a psychiatrist how do you not know? like how do you not know my met anyways but that's <laughs> thank you matt but yeah so that's helpful as we go into preparing for the second child what are some things that like traumatized you about the first that's making you create boundaries for the second for example for me like i'm going to buy a snoo i'm going to not let him co-sleep with me ever (laughs) because like it just like for us losing sleep was like the number one thing like we did not consistently sleep train because of like covid and moving around to different places um to get help when we were both working but i think like that's like this huge boundary for the second child and i don't want to like not love him and like use my intuition and feeling over like this 
boundary, but I am super like, okay, I'm just gonna cuddle Jaden for the rest of my yeah. life, and then like the second show is gonna be so sleep trained and like, <laughs> obviously like, let me know how that goes. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I think the other thing is right, like having conversations with Matt beforehand, with my mom beforehand, being grateful for the help from in-laws and parents and emos and everybody mm-hmm. um, but also making sure i know what i want because i think that's really hard as a people pleaser is how to be firm in yeah. who i am first as the mom obviously matt's my partner in crime with all of this one of the things with him is he never told me some of these preferences he had for Jaden oh, until he was born okay. which makes sense because we didn't have a space to talk mm-hmm. but now it's like let's be on the same page beforehand because after delivery when i'm recovering and then there's another baby and then there's a toddler like i don't have time to be like oh you wanted this to have you know so having those conversations like you said whether it's for trauma things or just like logistical planning is so important so that more fights or more conflicts or hurt feelings on anybody's end doesn't happen yeah that's so true like boundaries i when you asked me this question i was like what kind of boundaries but then like you i'm also a people pleaser and Mm. i kind of let other people's opinions yeah you know like i get like if i i'm very indecisive so if i hear um someone say one thing i'm like oh maybe and then someone says i'm like oh yeah and then you know i can't make decisions for myself and so i think i need to put a boundary on that i need to trust in my instinct know Mm. what i want Mm. and do it Mm. regardless of what my mom says my mother-in-law says sorry i love you guys and um (laughs) (laughs) and like anybody you know even on instagram there's like so many experts oh my gosh or even like peer moms yeah but yeah yeah well i actually had one offline (laughs) well i had one dad tell me this one advice that i actually appreciated and he Mm. was like don't google everything and i was like but i need to like i don't know (laughs) what i'm doing but i i see what he means and i think um just when you're trying to look for answers and stuff like that like just find one person you really trust and ask them but you don't need to ask like your mom your mother-in-law you know everyone but um hopefully with the second child like i'll be a little bit more experienced about what i'm doing and one thing i uh talked about with jared last night we were talking about boundaries and with that is like comparison yeah yeah i actually wrote this down I was like, preach it, preach it. I was like, comparison will steal joy from truly enjoying parenthood, right? Again, social media does not help with that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like the whole thing like, oh, your child sleeps through the night. How come my child does it? Oh, your child eats his veggies. Levi does not eat veggies. Okay, good to know because I was seeing your stories and like, Levi eats by himself and just eats all the spinach and broccoli on his tray. There's no spinach broccoli Sleeps until 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. or whatever. See, yeah, exactly. We only see a Yeah, yeah. we don't see see the the full picture. And so, Mm. we cannot compare. Every child is different. You know, like if your child wants to sleep at 10 p.m., just <laughs> let him sleep at 10 p.m. Okay. I think uh, Jarek was um, at playing basketball, and then the people were asking what time does Levi sleep, and Levi sleeps at 9 p.m. Oh, same, just, same, same, same. Yeah, he just doesn't want to sleep early, yeah. and also. I like going out to have dinner and yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Levi to be there and sleeping at 7 p.m. is not going to help anyone, right? If it works for you, great. But for us, it works out, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to be okay with whatever works out for you, works mm-hmm. out for you. Mm-hmm. Whatever works out for them, works out for them. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. And I think um, living in America, we everyone wants to kind of 
go the same path you know and there's but a certain still be individualized yeah, but yeah. and then like be structured mm-hmm. and like there's like a abc like those posts about like how to put your child to sleep okay it's not gonna work okay mm-hmm. really it's it just depends on your child and his temperament right yeah um and so i'm just gonna stop comparing like mm-hmm. i already know my second one's gonna be a wild child like you know like sometimes the second one is really calm if the I, first one is that's what well. i'm praying for right now <laughs> <laughs> like the first one like i love you levi but oh my gosh like <laughs> he's fast though he's fast uh, he's we are in a soccer league and i was impressed oh. levi was the fastest one oh. on the one time i came to the when we visited yeah i was the like dang league. levi yeah yeah and so i don't know we'll see how the second one turns out but i'm not gonna compare them to yeah. or you know with other kids so i'm gonna put a boundary on myself yeah you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. maybe i need to stop doing social media i don't know what it is yeah have, have more discipline talk to myself about that <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so hard you know yeah that's gonna be our future so yeah yeah but we just have to discipline ourselves on that yeah mm-hmm. yeah agree wow this is flowing so well okay <laughs> you could think of mother and a fruit what would it be me and jerk were thinking about this last night and jerk actually brought this up and i think it goes okay, for parenthood yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and also because he's not a deep thinker so oh. i was very surprised but he said it's like a watermelon and i was like what do you mean <laughs> and he said that some watermelons have a lot of seeds right and so you're eating the watermelon you can you're enjoying it and if you eat the seeds you spit it out but like the seeds are like the hardships, the challenges. Mm. You still enjoy the watermelon regardless of the seeds. And that's mm. what parenthood is, motherhood is. You you will enjoy it and there will be a bunch of seeds you got to spit out, but you're going to still finish it. Yeah. 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 And when he said that to me, I was like, who are you? <laughs> Preach, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Like parenthood changed you. I think motherhood is just like the greatest gift, but it's tiring yeah i don't know like what a sleepy fruit would be like a delicious sleepy fruit oh no it doesn't make any sense a watermelon also like is very good in terms of like it's a good visual of birth it's a good, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then all the sweet stuff yeah but that's a well, good he one. also the brought size dur- of your belly he also brought up durian and he was like oh. sometimes like it's like it's like ugly on the outside and it can that's smell what, so i have another guest that i just released today who had the c-section but uh-huh. she said durian really yeah, yeah. So same page, Jerick. I've never had durian. I haven't either. So I don't know, but I know it smells. Like yeah. I smelled it before. Yeah, yeah. When she said, I was confused because it's like it's a smelly fruit, right? But it's really sweet. Yeah. And then there's like durian mochi stuff or some stuff like that. I guess, but I don't know if I want to try a smelly Wh- fruit. Where did he have it? He just never like, had it either. But you oh, just know about it. Oh, you just know. It. Yeah. Okay. And I was, so that's why I told him. I was like, we can't use that because you never had it before. <laughs> He's like, okay, uh, watermelon. <laughs> Well, you're going to be due in September. September 24th. Okay. Yeah, so two months. Yeah. And I'm due October 15th. So let's wow. let's keep it a month apart, okay? Um, and then I will be calling you for help because you're going to be a few weeks ahead of me. So, Dude, like next year we're going to have to like come back to this. I know, we visit <laughs> two, two um, but we'll see if we're both pregnant again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we'll if see. our husbands are listening, they're like, what is happening? <laughs> I would love to have you on also, just like the side note. I think your your personal story is also one I would love to hear someday. Really? Yeah, I think I've always been interested, but I've never like, yeah, we've never gotten to talk about it. And obviously there are things that connect us first, mm-hmm. um, but that would be cool too. Janice is an Enneagram six, by the way. Yes. In case anyone was curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like 
see hints of it as we yeah, were talking. The anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> or like even like um like you know for Enneagram sixes you guys have the inner committee yes. kind of thing. And I think like when you're sharing something else like, oh that like makes sense towards that part of it too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. and the and anxiety. But yeah. but so, it seems like you've tackled it, which is our so. awareness of it. You know? I think it be, uh, I became better at after having Levi. Like mm. I, of course I had a lot, but then you have to work through it. Yeah it's hard to be an anxious parent yeah. you know and so um i still have those thoughts like naturally negative i'm still working on it but we're not perfect like yeah. you know we're working Amen. towards yeah thank you for joining me for this conversation yes, and sharing some positive experiences overall of motherhood and see you on this other side at 3am yeah. when <laughs> we are struggling with baby number two um, thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Kohler Commentary bye I had so much fun having Ajima talk with Janice today. As we reflected on the past and looked toward the future to prepare for baby number two, it was so refreshing to listen to another mom and empathize in our shared sentiments. As we expect the transition to two kids soon, I have personally felt a heightened anxiety since we just moved to a new city without any family nearby for the foreseeable future. But like Janice said, you can do it. I can do it. Although it's going to be hard af, I'm taking this time to mentally put in the work and speak life into myself to empower the belief that I alone am a boss mom. For all you out there preparing for a big transition ahead, know that you are fully equipped with the strength from within. But also don't forget to check in with loved ones and seek help from your community when possible. I hope that listening to this organic conversation helped ease your own worries as you prepare for a growing family or maybe a different life adjustment ahead. Or maybe it was simply fun to listen to two heavy-breathing pregnant mamas babble about random mom stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate it five stars and subscribe so you never have to miss another. Go to at Kohler Commentary to comment your key takeaways and share what you want to hear about next. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to listen to. Thank you for being a part of this community. Bye! Bye!